Maurice Martin is a successful life coach, speaker, and author who helps others harness the power of today and realize their purpose to live the lives God called them to live. But don't let the glamour of his accomplishments mislead you to think that he has not overcome his share of trials and challenges. What am I talking about? Well, just stick around. Today's pivot journey starts now. this episode of Pivot by Faith, I am so excited to introduce to you Mr. Maurice Martin. And Maurice has a story, a testimony that he will be sharing with us in his pivot. Uh, As everyone knows, this podcast features people who are motivators, Um, They are inspirations to us because of the things that they have overcome and the challenges that they have triumphed over to achieve their dreams and their God-given purpose. And Maurice is no exception. I cannot wait to hear his story and share his testimony with you. So I want to welcome Maurice. Welcome, Maurice, to Pivot by Faith. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. It's so great to have you. And I know that you have a lot to share. Uh, many, uh, one of many things is that you are an author. And mm. I know that you have you wear many, many hats. And so, um, so not to delay your story, please just go ahead and share with us who you are and what you do. Amen. Well, uh, first of all, I am a spiritual life coach. And I'm also, as you mentioned, an author. And so, you know, uh, who I am is is somewhat complicated. I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but for my 20s, I was actually a musician. Uh, and, and so I spent a lot of my time playing music around the country and, and, and here in Ohio. And then as I went on my journey and I pivoted in my life, um, I got into this whole world of not only coaching people and counseling people, but also writing my story, sharing my story in hopes that I can inspire other people to overcome what they've been through in their life. Wow. Already amazing. So, so tell us, how did you make a pivot in your life? I wish I could say I had only made one big pivot, Mm -hmm. Uh, but at this point, I feel like I've made a couple and I'm only, I'm 39, I have a baby face, but uh, the the first big pivot that I I went through, I would say happened when I was about 32 years old. Um, I had, as I said, I had played music and and I was blessed during that part of my life. I played with Grammy winners and Rock and Roll Hall of Famers and, and, and shared some big stages. But behind the scenes, I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with anxiety. And I I had a lot of childhood trauma that I I hadn't healed from and I hadn't dealt with. And so I got to the point where my my music career kind of fizzled out. My feelings were erupting. And I got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. I got into a car one day. I I didn't really know if I wanted to make it to the place I was going to. And I I had it out with God that day. And and it was a a shouting match and it was (laughs) one-sided. (laughs) And on that day, the first big pivot of my life was that I heard God speak to me for the first time that day. He gave me a vision. He told me some things I needed to know. And I realized at that moment that my life had a purpose, that I wasn't here by mistake. And so I started to recover. I'd been drinking a lot and things like that. And I recovered and I started going to therapy and I started working. And as I began to heal and grow and change, I then realized, oh, I'm here 
to help other people who look like me, who have been through things. And so then my, my second big pivot of my life, I would say happened um, just about three years ago um, in that I was, I was working for a church and I was a TV personality there. And my wife and I both heard in that season, it's time for you to go. And go meant leave everything that was familiar. We left our church. We left. I left my job at that point, and we began to to go down this path of what I'm doing now, which is full time coaching and 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 writing and all these things that that feel a little bit crazy even still today. But it's really a, a path of faith and a walk of faith, just doing what God says to do. Uh, you said that you heard the voice of God, that God mm-hmm. spoke to you. Many mm-hmm. people, we've heard many people say that, mm-hmm. whether it's on TV or, or during a testimony such as this. Mm-hmm. For those who are listening that may want to know, how how did you know that this was God speaking to you? Mm. What, what things let you know that this is God? You know, it's, it's funny. Scripture um, will always confirm everything that you go through. There's two scriptures that, that I, would, I would share. The first one says, the sheep know his voice. There was something about that moment where his, it was so crystal clear what was happening to me that I couldn't unhear it and I couldn't unsee it and I couldn't unexperience it. It was, it was my kind of my Damascus road moment is what I call it. I mean, I literally had a, I'm driving now. I might as well not be driving anymore because my life shifted. Um, the second scripture that I, that I think about a lot is the one where, where it, it describes in the book of Kings, his still small voice. One thing that I tell clients oftentimes, I have a lot of people, Maurice, I, God doesn't speak to me. I say, this is what I want to suggest you do. Mm-hmm. Sit down in a room, close your eyes, be in a, in a stance of prayer and simply say, Lord, is there anything that you have to say to me today? And then begin to listen with an expectation that God will speak. Know that God, when he speaks, he, he generally sounds like your voice. And what I always tell people to do is, Write down whatever thoughts enter into your head. Don't analyze them. Don't think about them. Just begin to write whatever thoughts come and read what you write later. And a lot of people, and I've I've done this sitting in the room with people, sometimes with atheists, sometimes with agnostics, sometimes with people who were twice my age who swear God doesn't really speak. And they were thinking about the grocery store and they were thinking about drama, trauma, and pain. And then they began to write and they wrote things like, I'm here. I love you. I've never left your side. And you read those words and you're almost always going to realize, oh, so it's not as hard as I thought it was to hear God. I believe the reason that most of us don't hear the voice of God is because our lives are too noisy for us to listen. Wow. Noise of, of things that are distracting us from what we need to be focused on, the things that truly matter. Sure. Wow. And even the mental chatter on, on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most of us know what that is to have the racing thoughts and to get caught up in your own head. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's about learning how to quiet and be still. It doesn't mean that every time you get quiet, you're always going to hear God's voice. But certainly, especially if you've never heard him, the chances are good. He's going to move the clutter out of the way for you mm-hmm. so that you really know that he speaks with his Holy Spirit. Wow. And I'm going to come back and revisit what you're talking about in regard to your coaching business. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you 
Uh, what gave you the courage to leave when you were in these jobs? Because it sounds like you uh, made a pivot several times. Like I know I have as well uh, made several mm-hmm. pivots, but it takes a lot of courage to say, I'm going to leave this stable job or I'm going to leave this stable uh, source of employment. What gave you the courage to say, okay, I'm stepping out. I think that the only answer that I could give you is that I knew it was God, um, especially the, the the time that I described leaving that stable job at, at my church. My wife was hearing leave at the same time I was. And I don't, you know, anybody who's married knows when you and your spouse are hearing God say the same thing, that's kind of rare because usually it's her trying to tell me, I'm telling you I'm hearing God say it. I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> but this was, we were in sync we're both in prayer. We're both hearing the same things and we've heard it more than once. Now, I I think that everybody needs to hear this though. When you make a major pivot in your life, you don't necessarily walk fearlessly, Mm -hmm. right? It's about pivoting and, and, and leaning into your faith despite your fear. Right. Irregardless of your fear. How many times in scripture does, does it say, fear not, or does it say, do not be afraid, or does it say, be strong and courageous? Mm -hmm. Those words are over and over in scripture because we as humans have to deal with fear. And so if somebody is, if God is calling you to a big big pivot, it's not that you're not gonna be scared. Mm -hmm. It's that when you know it's God, you move anyway, and you trust that he has a plan that is greater than yours. Wow, I always say, do it afraid. That's it. You do you have to do it even if you're afraid, knowing yes. that he's going to catch you if you stumble. So that's it. It's, it's wonderful. When you and, stumble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's it. So when we have that fear, it's not of God, which should give us more strength and courage to to walk because we know that fear is not coming from God. That's it. So so that's wonderful to be able to share uh, with others. There are are so many, we sometimes get locked into comfort, being comfortable, but we have Mm. to get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable if we want to realize our purpose. And it sounds like that's what you're saying through, through what you have been sharing with us. Now, I want everybody to hear one of the things that I want everyone to hear you talk about is this book. Because the book that you have written, the title of the book is is what caught my eye. And I said, I've got to know more about this book. So tell everybody the title of your book and tell us about what, what motivated you to write this book. Absolutely. So my, my book is called Your Butt, that's B-U-T, Your Butt is Too Big. And so the premise comes from the story that I just told you. Mm-hmm. So I hear God say to me, walk away from everything. And and one thing that I haven't shared many times is the pastor of my church that I was attending, I mean, he came up to me and said, you know, I want to make you an elder of our church. I mean, I, it, I wasn't in bad standing, right? Mm-hmm. And God said, leave the church, leave your position. He told us to leave our home that we were living in and move to another place. Like it was everything in our lives were changing. My wife was six months pregnant. And so my immediate response to the Lord was, but God, do, 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 you don't mean right now, do you? This is a terrible time for me to make a transition. But God, could we at least wait a couple months? But God, you can't mean. 
And what I heard him say in prayer, now understand at this point, this was five years after that first time that I'd heard God, okay? So this wasn't like day 30. Um, he said, your butt is too big. And I was sure that that was my own mind and my own imagination. And all of a sudden I had what I call a spiritual download. And all of a sudden I pictured Moses and Moses saying to God, but God, don't you understand that I don't speak well? And Jeremiah saying, but God, I'm too young for this. And, and, and so many other examples in scripture. And so the book, what the Lord gave me over time as I began to write, a lot of my book is, is about my journey, my actual healing journey. And so he gave me the title several years into me writing the book, actually, I was already writing. Your butt is too big is about the fact that what you have been through in your life that you haven't grown from or healed from becomes the dead weight that you carry with you into your next season. And so it's just like the physical weight. If I eat some stuff, but I don't process it, then eventually I'm going to start to carry that weight around. Well, what if I told you the reason that you keep saying, but God, I would, I would do what you say, but well, God, I would, I would, I would have more follow-up, but what if I told you the reason you keep having that but is because you haven't healed from your last disappointments? The trauma, drama, pain in your life, the grief in your life isn't all the way healed. You're not all the way whole. So you're staring more at some of those things than you are staring at the promise of God. Mm -hmm. And so the book is really about healing. It's about growing through what you've been through. It's about understanding no matter how young, or how old you are, if you still have breath in your lungs, God is not done with you yet. And he wants to see you whole. Amazing, amazing. I, I tell you, if nothing else catches their eye, besides the message and the testimony, the mm -hmm. title in and of itself should click. Because mm -hmm. when I saw that, when, when I saw that the characters from the Bible, the individuals from the Bible that you mentioned mm -hmm. are some of the first ones I thought of. I was like, well, yes. you know, that, that, well first of all, I thought of myself. I said, well, I've said that. And it, it really resonates with mm. the reader. So I encourage everyone uh, to check that book out. And all of this information will be included in the show notes and at the end of the podcast video for everyone to be able to um know how to get a hold of that book and to mm -hmm. learn more about that. But now tell us about your coaching business and how you help others possibly make a pivot in their lives. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I really come into play often when people do want to make a pivot. Mm -hmm. And so spiritual life coaching, the way that I describe it is it's, it's, <laughs> it's not me trying to play your pastor, right? Your pastor is your pastor. But what I do is I help you with accountability in your spiritual journey. A lot of times it's people who maybe they've, they've had success in their life before. They've accomplished some things. They've made some money, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But you know that something inside of you is empty, like something inside of you isn't quite right. And so what I do is we're going to sit down and we're going to say, what do you hear God saying that you're not saying yes to? What are the fears? What are the worries? What are the doubts? What are the things that are on the inside of you that are keeping you from the life you're being called to? And ideally, where I'm going to take you, and uh, I, I have a new plan that I'm working through, and it's, it's a six-week plan, right? And the whole purpose of it is that we're going to sit down and we're going to identify the primary things that are standing in the way of your God-given purpose. 
And during those six weeks, we're whether it's through prayer, through scripture, or through strategies that are mental health strategies, we're gonna work through stuff. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push through some things, and we're going to have some accountability to get you actual progress. One thing I tell people also, and this is important is again, I'm not a replacement for anyone. So I'm often going to tell people, you need a therapist. <laughs> There's going to be certain situations I'm gonna say, you need to consider a grief counselor. Or I'm gonna say, have you spoke to your pastor about these issues? Because in the end, true discipleship should involve the com community and body of believers. Okay, so I know who I am in the body. I'm a prophetic voice. Okay, so I often can hear and sense what God is saying, but I'm not necessarily your shepherd. I'm not necessarily your teacher. I'm not necessarily an apostolic covering for you. I have a specific role that I play in helping you make sure you are spiritually in line with what God is saying for you. So in your experience in working with people in coaching, what do you see as some of the barriers that people may have in terms of being able to step out and start on, say, a new business or a new way of life? I, I would say the two things I would identify. Number one, it's your thinking, yeah. right? Because our, our, I like to think about what is called cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, right? Yeah. You're, you're familiar with that. Yeah. And so it's this concept that the things that I think about mm -hmm. eventually become the actions, the behaviors, the patterns that I live out in life. Mm -hmm. And so if I haven't, if, I always start with one question. What is the story that you believe about you today? Mm -hmm. And what are the thoughts that you have that back up that story? That's going to tell me a lot about not only what you've been through and, and, and what you've what you've dealt with. It also sometimes tells me about the spiritual warfare that you experience. Right. So it's spiritual and it's emotional and mental health. It's both. And so one of the biggest things that I help people with is their story and their and their thinking and their thought process. The other thing that I would say that that gets in the way um, it is the ability to acknowledge the truth of the situation, right? That a lot of people they say things like, well, I had an ordinary childhood. Oh, you know, I haven't really had anything special happen to me in life. And it's not special to you because you've been living with it for a while. But generally, when you get to the heart of the issues people have gone through in their life, almost every human has been through some traumatic moments. Most of us deal with depression sometimes or, or, or anxiety sometimes. And the studies themselves back that up, right? <laughs> and so at the end of the day, when you say that experience you had was normal, is normal something that is affecting your ability to reach your dreams is normal something that is keeping you saying no when god is asking you to say yes what if what impact is normal having on you or you used a different word already you said comfortable you're comfortable but is god calling you to a place of discomfort when i look at my bible i don't know about what it's like for you when you read yours usually god's instructions are uncomfortable for the person that he gives them to I don't see many stories in the Bible where God does not increase people's capacity to live life. He, he, Abraham, go. Where am I going? Where I tell you. Oh, by the way, Abraham, I'm 
I'm going to put your son up on this altar. <laughs> I don't care if you start in the Old Testament or you say, Jesus, can this cup pass over me? Mm -hmm. God calls people out of comfort into the discomfort of obedience. Mm -hmm. and, and obedience is where we find the fullness mm -hmm. of God. Yeah. The peace that surpasses all understanding. You have That's to, it. You have to go through that in order to see it. And you mentioned the uh, cognitive behavior therapy. I'm a former school counselor. So mm -hmm. when you said that, that resonated with me there. Uh, so I can certainly see uh, the, the perspective that you're coming from. Absolutely. As well as the biblical perspective, because yes. you're really driving those principles and you're encouraging those principles and, and being able to integrate them into your discussions uh, with the people that you're working with. Mm. Now, can you share how people would be able to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your business or your book uh, or any of your other business ventures that you are currently working on? Absolutely. The, the easiest way is just to visit mauricefmartin.com. You pretty much got everything there you need. Uh, I have book links there. Um, I, I just created um, uh, not only my book, Your Butt is Too Big, but I also created a prayer journal that I just put out. Um, and so there's some other free resources. You can actually do a 30-minute consultation with me free of charge. And what I always tell people, it's not 30 minutes of me trying to sell myself. So it's actually me spending 30 minutes with you trying to help you kickstart your journey. Um, and so all of that stuff can be found at mauricefmartin.com. I welcome people to find me there. And then, of course, you can find me on social media at mauricefmartin on all social media. Okay, excellent. And again, we'll share all of that in the show notes and at the end of this video as well. And so, Maurice, as we close out this podcast episode, I want to um, ask you, what you made, would you say to them to allow them to understand who they are and what they should do the next step in their lives if they're at that point where they, they want to make a pivot? Mm, such a good question. Well, the, the first thing I would say to you is simply, one thing I've learned is that people who are called to me usually have someone called to them. And so I understand the burden that sometimes you feel when you are responsible, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an educator, whether you're a spiritual leader. But one thing that I've learned is that the healthier we become, the more we yoke ourselves to Christ. A lot of time we have learned that we're actually supposed to take burdens on ourselves. And so we carry the weight of our life experience, the, tr the tragedies you've been through, the grief that you've been through. You were the person who was strong for everybody else. You were the person who held everyone up. Well, what if now the reason you're feeling the need to pivot is because God is saying, I want you to take some of that burden off of yourself and place it on me so that instead of walking this heavy walk, I can teach you how to fly. And so, so many people, they were born to experience life in a way that people before them had never experienced. Scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. And so what if there's a level of freedom that you'll be the first one to take your family into. Maybe that's emotional freedom. Maybe that's financial freedom. Maybe that's spiritual freedom. Everybody's different. But if you feel God tugging on you, saying something's got to change and something's got to shift, then trust him 
with what has to change and what has to shift because he's the God of the pivot and he's the one who will sustain it. Oh, I love that. The God of the pivot. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness. That is phenomenal. Thank you, Maurice, for sharing your testimony and your story and also sharing your resources that you provide to others to help them mm -hmm. in the pivot. And I know that all those who seek out your consultation and your coaching will be just as delighted as they are hearing this podcast. So I'm, I'm sure that they will certainly find the benefit in, in the services that you provide for them. But I want to thank you for your time and sharing your, your faith with us. Absolutely. Thank you for, for having me and thank you for doing what you're doing because the world needs more of this light. So thank you. Uh, glory to God. Well, thank you, Maureen. Thank you for tuning in to the Pivot by Faith podcast. Please know how much your prayers and support for this podcast are appreciated. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review and let me know what you enjoyed and what touched your spirit today. Be sure to visit my website at denisenixon.com to learn more about the podcast guests and to receive notifications of new podcast episodes and special video clips that you'll find when you subscribe to the Pivot by Faith YouTube channel. And to all of my fellow entrepreneurs out there, remember, you've got this because God has got you. Peace, grace, and blessings to all. Keep praising God Almighty in the name of Jesus. And let's connect again with the next episode of Pivot by Faith. Take care.